Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are tuned in to Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. Two guys that have never met in real life. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa, and my co-host is Mr. John M. Craig. That's me, John M. Craig, and I'm in Red Bank, New Jersey, but it's not necessarily where I live. I put my head here a couple times. I'm going a little deeper because you went deeper. It felt like you came right out of the gate, just boom. So I'm gonna, I don't know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it down a register or two, and maybe I don't know where I'm gonna land today, Colin. 156. Yes. With an asterisk, because everything yes. after 155, there's, I think that's happened a couple times where we have like this. Eh, no one will ever hear that. We gotta hit. We gotta hit an episode or two. I think actually, I think there was one early on that we, for whatever reason, uh, didn't didn't make it to the airwaves. But uh, you know right. what the heck. Someday we'll. we'll yeah, we'll yeah. I, I'm gonna assure people who listen, you're not missing anything. Yeah, not missing anything. Yeah. Post <laughs> you, you should thank us. Thank us. Yes, post-apocalypse, you'll be sitting around going, we should listen to some of those old podcasts. You'll want to skip those, too, and probably the rest of them as well. But uh, Well, I'm, I'm thinking post-apocalypse or like zombie apocalypse when you're running out of shit and it's like you're down at the bottom of the barrel, like, I just want anything. I want something I've never heard before. <laughs> You know? <laughs> exactly. Well, I, uh, yesterday we went to uh, a wedding, which I think that the um, the people who uh, whose uh, whose wedding it was would uh, very quickly um, tell you that it was indeed a redneck wedding uh, that you get an, a midwestern redneck wedding. They they gave out um, as an example, they gave out uh, koozies at the at the uh, uh, reception. You, you came in and they gave you a koozie. You know what a koozie is? Do you even know yeah, I, I do. Yeah. You put right. it over your beer, right? Uh, it's like yeah. a right. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't yeah, sure if that was yeah, a like list. No, it's one of those. It's a, a holder for that keeps yeah, your beer funny. cold, yeah, and yeah. and your hand doesn't have to get cold holding the beer. It insulates in some way. Yes. Some brands put their name on it. Like we have the the uh, unbecoming of age podcast koozie. If yes. we wanted, yeah. Well, well, the wedding koozie was camouflage in color, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was uh, on one side. It said, "The hunt is over," and there was a picture of a there was a, a graphic of a deer. The hunt is over, mm-hmm. and then on the other side, it had the bride and groom's names and uh, the date, the wedding date, uh, to commemorate that. And there was a giant tub of Bush Light beer that was uh, that was mm-hmm. one of the the drink options the other drink option was uh some smirnoff red white and berry i think is what it was red white and something i don't know so it was it was yeah it was it was uh it was a redneck sort of a deal and like i said they they're they they very readily will admit that they're the bride and groom both that they you know they're they're into the the hunting and fishing and they're wearing cowboy boots and 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 all of that stuff and and they have sort of a a redneck pride about them for sure which is which is cool as long as you know when you you know your lane and, and you see you stay in it that's that's fine with me uh and it was it was a fun event um, but as I was looking around, I was I started thinking about the apocalypse, and I was thinking that in in an apocalyptic situation, these people, that group of people that I was with there, uh, for the most part, would be probably the ones I would want 
to be with more in the apocalypse than maybe somebody who's who's uh, who didn't have there there were as an example i saw people that had um, uh, pliers on belts and things like that uh, they, they they seem to have a lot of uh, efficiency in bringing along tools and things like that with them uh, probably knives was that a request well. and you missed it was it like sort of like a costume party <laughs> kind of deal but you didn't get the memo or it was maybe it was select group of people I that were in they, the know maybe it was a thing I think it was a smaller town in, in 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 Iowa, and I think what they did was they said for the reception, you know, just it was kind of a come as you are sort of thing. If you if you care to come to the to the to the actual uh, uh, re- event itself, to the to the ceremony, uh, not that that was dressed up really uh, too much either, but um, I, I think it was a, known to be a casual affair at the at the reception. So there were people that were just I think rolling in. Maybe they had come from work or something like that. I don't know. But uh, there, I noticed a couple of people that had. Uh, there were some pliers and things like that. They have these belt holder things that you can put pliers in and all that. And so there was some of that around. And I was just it, it just looked like a more practical bunch. Um, and uh, Rachel and I were talking about the the idea that uh, I would guess if you uh, put a call out in that group for weaponry as an example. Uh, probably within a hundred yards of where we were sitting, I, I would you know there's parking area out there. I guess people could go out to their to their trucks more or less, more and more and more driving trucks than than cars. I'm sure to get and other tools just other in case t- someone. Yes. Uh, you know what? That guy's got the same wrench as me. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna have to get a hammer. He, he's gonna. I think he's probably also got. Uh, he's probably got a bow, a crossbow uh, on his back, of, like Daryl from. Uh, from Walking um, Dead, there were some people that Daryl Daryl would have fit in. Daryl could have walked in with the bow, and fit right in. He could have walked right in with a bow around his his, his, his deal, and maybe a little even a, a little um, zombie blood splatter, and, and he would have he would have fit in. Would, nobody would have really batted an eye. They would have. Said, uh, what were you wearing? Um, I had Rachel. On, uh, well, uh, Rachel had a, a, a dress, and she, you know, she just uh, like you would like know. like was it a burlap sack that she cut no. into a dress? No, she she did. You know, it was it was store bought. It was a store bought dress. At, at like. dress, did she buy it at Dress Barn at least? Uh, I don't. I'm not <laughs> sure way, where it came by from. By the way, Dress Barn. <laughs> it's like why would you want to shop at a place? I'm not the first guy to ever say this that uh, houses pigs and cows. Barn. Barn. We're so the dress barn. There's a dig. There's a there's a, uh, a a store. It's a chain that just opened a location here in town, which uh, we're going to go to this afternoon to, to check it out. It's a place called Farm Fleet. And, and Farm Fleet. What do they sell? Farm Fleet. Well, they, their logo is their 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 positioning statement. Not their logo. Their their uh, tagline is that um, they uh, have a tagline: Farm Fleet. If we don't have it, you don't need it. And ah. they sell pretty much everything. So they sell clothing in the farm okay. store, and they sell guns. Like overalls, sell, like or just I all don't kinds know, of I don't know yet exactly, but I'm, no, not probably not because. Uh, well, there are certainly yes overalls, yes, but a lot of other things as well. I don't know. I mean, it, I, but you know, you know, there's a new store here in um, uh, Middletown, New Jersey. I, I think it's Middletown. It could be Homedale, but it's like one town over, and it's like it's fairly, you know, suburban, but you know, on the urban side of suburban. Yeah. And uh, it used to be a Bed Bath and Beyond, but they moved into a bigger place. Staples is in the shopping plaza. There was a health food store, but that closed. A Benjamin Moore paint store that closed, and so they're they're renovating the whole shopping plaza, giving it a little bit of a facelift. And one of the new tenants in there is, I believe, it's the tractor supply 
company. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so nice. the tractor supply company, which again, I know that New Jersey is the garden state. Uh, it's not the biggest of states, but I'm like, huh, I'm surprised, you know. I mean, I guess there's a need for it. I mean, there's construction here, and mm-hmm. but it, it kind of threw me a little bit uh, yeah, so that, 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 that they would have a, a brick-and-mortar retail, and I wonder right. what they would sell, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, I guess there are people that plow snow, and uh, there's – who knows? I, I'll never likely go in there. But uh, so you – so Rachel was wearing a dress, a store-bought dress. Store-bought um, dress. And you were wearing – I had uh, a button-down shirt with a uh, – I didn't wear a tie, but I had a button-down shirt. Uh, I believe it was from Land's End. I had a uh, just a, a sport coat on, uh, uh-huh. Nautica sport coat. Some sort I of had, slacks or, or I had, proper well, dress pants? I, I decided – I just went with the uh, – uh, I had actually American Eagle <laughs> – I'm telling you all the brands here um, – American Eagle um, – uh, khakis right, is what I and, and, and footwear was just uh, my footwear were uh, um, I had um, they were the, the they look like a sort of like a modern version of a wingtip that are uh, made by uh, not Nunbush but uh, I don't know some other trendy um, shoe thing I can't remember which which the which one it is Rockport Rockport there were, some company, there. No, it was a company. The, the company. Uh, I've got several pairs. Cole Han. Cole Han. Yeah, they're Cole. No, were they really Cole Han? Yeah, they're just Cole like Han. I was just randomly going to throw out as many men's yeah. shoes. I've got. Oh. I've got like five-ish uh-huh. pairs right now of Cole Han shoes. They're really comfortable, I, especially Red. the ones when they when they merged with Nike there at one point. I okay. think Nike bought them. And so that you can get a dress-ish looking shoe that's basically like a running shoe sort of thing. It, okay. It's. I, I I didn't know they they had such a thing, but it sounds uh, fun. Like Rockports were supposed to be their whole thing, and this is back uh, nearly thirty years ago. Was their shoes were so comfortable you can run a marathon in them? Yeah, yeah, but right. they, they also yeah. looked kind of goofy. I think. I, I mean, think cold. so. I mean, they they almost like that orthopedic shoe look. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like like uh, the kind of dress shoes that like co- like blue collar workers cops would wear on the job. Right, exactly. That's how I see yeah. them. You know what I mean. But uh, but anyway, there's like you know like a, a little bit chunkier in their cut and whatever. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I so tend to favor I, I, like elf elfin shoes. You know, yes, they kind yeah. of narrow at the end and make my feet look bigger because I'm not a big guy. Um, so I anyway, was overdressed. I was you, overdressed. I was going to ask, did you and Rachel feel overdressed? I you know I doubt if she she felt it all, and was, I really didn't too much either. But I I was overdressed for you know for the. No, was anyone else dressed similar or even dressed well, up more than you guys are? The, the bridal party they had sort of uh, they had they had these. Uh, um, <sighs> I guess I wouldn't really call them tuxedos, but they had formal wear that was uh, the you know matching formal wear thing that right. was kind of a, the, more of a step down from a tuxedo, kind of a suit Did thing, and so uh, and then the, 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 the some of the parents and people like that that were walking around were yeah looking a little more a uh, little more dressed up and not not a lot. The so a few questions here. Uh, who was the couple? What's the relation? Uh, it's a relative, yeah, just a, uh, your Rachel's side or uh, Rachel's? Rachel's side, yeah. Right, okay, right, right, right. and like how how much like a like a cousin kind of thing, like a niece yeah, nephew right, right, kind of right. like like nothing, not very close, but clo- but close enough to be invited to their wedding. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And what did the invite specify? Like when I got married in 2000, I'm divorced now. You know, uh, live in my ex wife's pool house. If you listen to the show, you know that. Um, but uh, and so we had a black tie 
and it wasn't black tie optional. It was black tie, which mm-hmm. I'm sure stressed out some people. You know, sure. because they don't have a tuxedo, they have to rent a tuxedo. I'm not even the wedding party. Oh my god, whatever. It was a destination wedding in the sense that it was in the Hamptons, which isn't not really destination, but you know, it's out there. Mm-hmm. It's not like where I grew up or where she grew up. You know, like 20 minute drive. You know, it's a. My dad rented a big bus to bring some of the Staten Island people out there and right. bring them home. Elderly nice. people, cousins, right. relatives, nice. whatever. Nice. So that was nice. That was a nice thing that he did. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Um, did it say anything on the invite about attire? Did it say casual? <sighs> I didn't. I honestly didn't see the invite, sir. I'm just. Mm, I'm dude, don't know. Sure no, I'm just right. wondering because it's just one of those things. It's like, hey, we're doing this thing, and if it's like, it's kind of like a shindig and like a barbecue, kind of like uh, you know that kind of feel and vibe. You know, you don't want to wear a tuxedo. Not, yeah. Or you don't want to, you know, you, you know uh, I think like a seersucker, even though it's after Labor Day, could work. <laughs> I did the seersucker with a red bow tie and a, a little handlebar mustache uh, for a cousin's wedding. Okay. I looked we like just, Mr. Noodle. Yeah, we just had a discussion about a guy, a gentleman that, a uh, local gentleman that I know that uh, he's a jeweler uh, and uh, he is a, uh, he's fond of wearing uh, his, his go-to everyday uh, garb is he wears, uh, generally he's got some sort of a striped shirt, striped shirt, and uh, he wears, um, always wears, um, he, he has suspenders, uh, even though he's not a particularly heavy guy, he wears suspenders and uh, his striped shirt with his dress pants, and he always wears a, a, a red bow tie. So um, that's his kind of go-to thing. And right. Uh, uh-huh. I'm kind of joking about that. And does he, he how, how old a guy is he? 60s, uh, 70? That guy that I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's about 40. Oh, Five-ish. Uh, he's from a long line of uh, jewelers. He's a uh, uh-huh. he's a Jewish gentleman. Uh, they have Jew- old Jewish uh, um, they family that's uh, been in the jewelry business for a long time. And yeah, um, for whatever reason, early on, uh, his affectation was uh, was the bow tie and, ha- and braces, suspenders. Ha- or has he ever rocked an ascot? Uh, I have not ever seen him rock an ascot. I can tell you something. Yeah. Another uh, peccadillo that he had, uh, w- which uh, I thought was kind of cool, was he bought a um, he bought a New York City taxi cab, one of the old style taxi cabs. Yeah, yeah, Studebaker. Uh, uh, whatever they were, yeah, yeah, I believe, I believe they were, uh, okay. yeah, awesome yeah. car, a lot of room yeah, so back there, he, yeah, and he drove that for years, and, and uh, it literally basically rotted off, and eventually uh, he was doing all the mechanical repairs to keep the engine transmission going, and everything, but I think eventually the body just rusted out, and it was it was too far gone, he had to finally quit driving that, but yeah, you know, he just he's a um, he's a thrifty guy, I guess, I don't know, and and but, so uh, so yeah, I uh, I want to rock the ass guy. I don't think that my job, uh, it's a good thing to do for me, considering I, I'm a theatrical teamster now or working with theatrical teamsters. And, they may and, uh, they may assume you have an agenda if you're worrying. Well, yeah, that's right. I do I do have an agenda. My agenda is to work as much as possible and make money, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I still want to talk about Nikes. I want to talk about other shoe footwear. There's so much. Just inane nonsense where my mind was going all over the place with this wedding thing. So the wedding was good? The the wedding yeah was good we we uh, stayed just long enough I think and uh, yeah, got out of there I did try one of the uh, one of the Bush Light beers mostly because I I um, I've drank Bush Light before it's been a long time but um, they've they've gotten such good press good PR this week for Bush Light uh, the uh, you probably m- maybe missed this story but there was a uh, last week. Uh, uh, um, 
last Saturday, not two days ago, but a week before that, Iowa and Iowa State played uh, a football game, which uh, ended up being rain-delayed and uh, took forever to uh, to play. They had to stop it twice, and so there was a lot of off time uh, where they were uh, they were trying to uh, fill time. The TV guys were trying to fill time. It was also game day, which is ESPN game day thing, so game day mm-hmm. was in town, and so right. there was a lot, lot of TV coverage that, uh, that they had to uh, Are fill. either team ranked? Iowa University of Iowa was or is ranked and and uh, top twenty five obviously yeah like eighteen or something like that yeah okay so so it was it was a bigger game uh, was the ESPN I think was struggling a little that week trying to find a a big game but that was the one that they decided to cover anyway there was a guy that put a um, had a sign he was right down and he managed to wiggle his way right up by the stage by the game day stage and the sign said in big letters um, it said um, need beer money um, and I think he actually m- mentioned um, Bush light beer he said need bush light beer money venmo me at and then he had his venmo address on there and it was real easy to see and uh so uh he probably had hoped for you know maybe somebody anybody might send him a little beer money it was a joke more than anything but um by the end of the by the end of the day he had several hundred dollars uh, i believe is what the total was by the end of the day that people start sending money and um he somehow got it into the into the news cycle. They started talking about how he was getting beer money, and he decided right away, okay, this is not what I really wanted to uh, spend the money on. I, I didn't think I was going to get that much money. He's, he's a good guy. And so he decided, I'm going to donate this money, whatever money I get, I'm going to donate it to uh, There's uh, the University of Iowa has a children's hospital that they uh, primarily, I think, treat uh, ch- children with cancer. Uh-huh. And um, he... Uh, decided to donate the money which was not actually his school he's an iowa state student he just how, don't how old was this kid then like a 21 like year old 19 19 20 college age kid yeah, yeah college sure, age sure. kid you know like uh, anyway so he says i'm going to give the money to this children's hospital so when he when he they announced that then but uh budweiser with uh, the bush light thing they said all right whatever amount of money you raise will match that and then venmo came in and said we'll match do the same match and so it, whatever donations were it was times times three and so uh they ended up i think the last total i heard they were well over two hundred thousand dollars that had whoa yeah so whoa. This guy, yeah yeah so this guy was uh, and and then wild and then Bushlight Budweiser, which is a St. Louis company, pretty close to, to you know this area, they decided we're going to make sure this kid gets a bunch of beer. So uh, apparently he's of drinking age; he's probably twenty-one. But so they they sent a whole truckload of beer up to this guy uh, and his. I don't know if it's a, he's in a, I don't know if he's in a fraternity or what. I don't. Know. But anyway, so they sent a truckload of beer to him, and they made a special edition run of cans that had his picture on him. So so they put a commemorative can with his picture, the kid's picture, and sent him a all this beer and then they're donating all this money too so it was a good pr story it was it was really cool so i saw that i saw the beer in the tub and i thought i'm gonna drink i'm gonna drink at least one of those so i had two <laughs> but nice. uh you know it's your typical kind of light beer it was you know it's a decent um nice yeah so yeah uh back to shoes i'm just gonna shoes. jump all over the map have you Let's, have you heard of all birds have i asked you about this i have heard of all birds they they get advertised a lot on mm. various podcasts and i've looked at the okay. pictures of them and been kind of intrigued they so i i believe so all birds i don't know how long they've been around but i think it's only been about ah, five ten years but i'm not sure they have a brick and mortar retail store in soho in, in new york city uh south of uh houston street 
spelled like Houston. Housing, it's like a trendy shopping area in Manhattan, lower Manhattan. Okay. Uh, and anyway, so uh, someone I work with uh, or worked with on the, not the last job, but the, the, the Al Pacino, the Al Pacino job, um, it was, uh, she has a pair and she swore by them, said they were really comfortable. So they make these wool pairs and then they have this mesh kind. And then mm-hmm. I saw the Teamster captain that I had worked for on that job. I, I saw him on like the second or third to last day and he was wearing them. No socks. He said they're very comfortable, very breathable. And I think it's like all mostly the same price. I think it's 95 and think of it like a Warby Parker in that sense. You know, yes, that like yeah. they may have two tiers of pricing. And so I, I really wanted to check them out, but I want to try them on because I don't know the size and the fitting. Or maybe I'll just go online and see. I was just wondering if you had actually tried them. or, or I have not. And I've been uh, close to pulling the trigger a couple times. I, I, yeah. Um. I, I, yeah. I was in the Nike store in Woodbury Commons uh, last weekend was my birthday. I told you about that, right? You or did, did I not yes. talk about it? Did I tell you that I was on the Peloton bike? I tried out the Peloton bike. You did not mention did. Peloton. Oh, okay, so I, we went to Westport, Connecticut. So I was with my girlfriend Susie. You know, we've been together for just over two months, and uh, we we were going to going to take me out to dinner for sushi. She took me out in the town of Westport, Connecticut. Now I guess it's I don't know, not that far away from where she lives. Uh, really nice high-end town with a lot of like standalone stores. You know, they've, I, I couldn't even tell you all the stores, but like all the higher-end stores. You know, sure. They, yeah. There was an anthropology, I believe. I don't know if I don't know. I don't know if there was a pottery Freeport, barn. Freeport, Freeport, Maine has a similar setup. Yeah, so a, re, um, a, a nice little town. You know, mm. a, a seemingly very affluent. All right, so. I was walking past a Peloton store, and uh, Peloton is, for those who don't know, it, they make the very expensive uh, Soul Cycle spin bike. You know, it's about $2,500, and then there's an app that goes with that. Like, the bike has a built-in wow. tablet on it, and so... and I then didn't know, the, I didn't know they were tied in with SoulCycle. Okay. Well, they're not tied in with SoulCycle, but it's a SoulCycle-like bike. So, the oh, okay. Biz, okay. so okay. imagine it this way. Peloton is if you could have the SoulCycle-type experience in your home. In okay. your home, right. In I your home, you. right. Gotcha. So, so so much so that the guy that founded the company, who wasn't in, like, you know, the uh, the workout space in any way, he was just someone that loved SoulCycle, loved going to these places. And he's like, how, I don't have time. And, and when SoulCycle launched, my m- memory of it was that you couldn't book a class. They booked up. It didn't matter how expensive it was. It booked up so quickly, right? The experience was so high-end and so great. People loved it. Must have mm-hmm. had really good instructors, really good bikes, whatever. And they had, and then Flywheel was the other company that came around. So this guy, when he started his company as like a Kickstarter or, or Indiegogo kind of deal, you know, they have these really expensive bikes. They don't even know if they can make it. They, uh, it, it got to a point where they started to get pretty successful. They ended up going out to a place like Westport, but it was the Short Hills Mall in New Jersey and selling the bike there and they sold and I don't remember what the price was at the time but it may have been more than the 2500 because obviously cost of scale like you've got to get these things made how many can we get made whatever right, right, so right. they were selling more than they expected it got to the point where I think the people from SoulCycle and, and Flywheel actually banned him from going to the to classes there so and then they built up a studio I love the digital app it's not just the bike you don't need the bike it's, it's 19 and change per month plus tax so I pay like somewhere between 20 and 21 dollars a month for the app that has you know meditation yoga um outdoor run walk you know and it's just they walk you through it you know that's just audio for the outdoor stuff um you know think of it like the nike run app 
Yes. Same kind of deal, right? There's music playing. They've done the playlist, the whole thing. So they have this studio. They have live classes every day. They replay the classes. They have a big library. When you have the, the – but I wanted to check out what's the experience if I have the actual bike, right? So the tension, the cadence, all of it. And I'm telling you, man, it was nice. I mean, I was wearing like slacks, a button-down shirt, and, and dress shoes. And I got on this thing, and my, my girlfriend was very patient because I had really wanted to go into one of these stores. Uh, and they've got this deal right now. By no way do I work for Peloton in any way, shape, or form. I don't know that I'm going to buy the bike because it's stupid. I don't have the money for it, but I love the experience. Uh, I think I'm going to do a hack and buy something on Amazon and then just use the digital app that I have because the digital app that I have is only $20, whereas if you have the bike, it's more expensive. It's like for $40 a month. It used to be even higher than that, but they lowered it. And they had it where you had to pay for the full year. But then they realized, don't make people pay for the full year month to month. It, yeah. it, you'll get more people that way. And so they had a thing where you could try the Peloton bike in your house, and but you would put down a payment of $500 for 30 days, but you would lose your down payment. Now they're running a special, 30 days, no down payment, call within 30 days, they'll pick it up. So you can basically mm. try it out and have the experience. The only right. thing is, I went into the West. Uh, <laughs> I went into the Westport store, and because I dealt with this woman, now I have to deal with this woman. So she sends me these emails that seem like form emails that says, "Hi, Craig," and <laughs> I, I, I have to find the email, but uh, I want to respond to her, "Hi," and write her last name. And it really bothers me that I was aware of this company. I have the app. I know it. Why do I have to be stuck with her? You know what I mean? Like, I specifically said my first name is John. My last name is Craig. I was, like, ridiculous. I was making jokes. I talked about being in my – I mean, it was, like, it was kind of embarrassing for my girlfriend in the sense that she knows who I am, but I don't think she realized that I do that in public, that I will ramp it up to 11. I mean, like, you know, when when at one point the woman said to me, "Um, will she use it? I was like – no, no, no. She lives up here in Connecticut. We see each other every other weekend. I live in my ex-wife's pool house. You know what I mean? So she didn't like that. She didn't think that was funny. And I'm like, and she doesn't work out anyway. She really doesn't work out. Like, she, I mean, well, she does some bar stuff because she was uh, she was at the School of American Ballet when she was very young, a very, like, you know, accomplished ballet dancer at that time. And she's got a great metabolism. He eats like crap, whatever. I don't want to talk about her much anymore. She, like, I actually want to be a grown-up when it comes to my relationship now. It's so weird. Um but anyway, so I'm I'm I I want to try out this bike so badly, but I, I don't know if I could pull the trigger because I'm not here during the week. I'm at my parents' house, and then I don't know. I might talk to them. And say, are you okay if I bring this bike into your it's sewing room? Expensive ass bike, yeah. Well, I, well, because I think they'll be like, how much is that? You know, I don't pay rent when I'm at my parents' house. You know what I mean? I kind of owe them money. Yeah. And, oh shit! My mom listens to this podcast. I think if I was her into this. <laughs> Um, can you change the subject? Bring up something else. <laughs> Why don't I talk about the Peloton bike? <laughs> I don't know. It was a great weekend, though. I had a, one of the best birthdays um, that I've had in a long, long time. That's I had a great time. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, things are good. And then yesterday, I think I told you I was going up to my friend, Kurt, a friend from college. I went to his 50th birthday uh, celebration, and that was in Norwalk, Connecticut. Uh, coincidence, nothing to do with with Susie, um, my girlfriend, and uh, I was looking for a gift for him. Uh, and I was looking for a book, so I actually stopped in the town that she works in, that was only like fifteen twenty minutes away, and bought 
two books for him and then popped into the store and surprised her, which is always a weird thing to do. She's at work and it's this thing, but she seemed happy to see me. So that was nice because uh, it's not a weekend. It's kind of an off weekend because she's got her kids. And um, and I, I saw a bunch of friends from college are really good. One of those friends uh, is this guy, Dave Etler. So Dave Etler is uh, an administrative services coordinator at the University of Iowa, I've told you about him. Right next uh, door at to the yeah, col- yeah. The, yeah, the College of Medicine. What is that? About thirty-five minutes away, half an hour away from you. Yeah, yeah. Just, you're, just right south around. of you. Yeah, is that right? Just, yeah, right. So, so anyway, so he, that's in Iowa City, right? Is the cam- is that where the main campus is too? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, Dave Etler is a guy that went to college with Kurt. So Kurt and I went to Syracuse together, and I think Dave and Kurt went to the University of Massachusetts at Amherst together, right? So, uh, so I've known Dave. Like we hung out. We were pretty close back in our 20s because we used to hang out at Kurtz a lot um, you know post college and you know before everyone settled and has like jobs and you know so real life real life right right so uh, so anyway so so uh, Dave and I were chatting he, he has listened to the podcast which shocks me he actually said okay things about it um, and okay. no, I was like, I was like, shit, I, how is that? Because he's a smart, like, I'm not saying we have a terrible podcast. I just think that sometimes I suck. <laughs> and like, like, honestly, if you listen to the original episode 155, you would go like, that is the worst fucking thing I've ever listened to. I yeah. don't know who those two guys are, why they have a fucking podcast, but how did they get to 155? You know, I, I, I don't post much stuff on our, our account for our, our like, uh, the social media stuff. The only one I really put much effort into is occasionally. Twitter, but um, as far as like Instagram, I don't much. But I've noticed uh, on the Instagram thing, on my personal Instagram, I'm getting a lot <laughs> more activity there from it must be something to do with the podcast I don't it's got to be and i'm like looking at some of these names and i'm going really yeah you can't be here so I can, and then some people look at videos and i think okay it's just a one-time thing but then they look at like they're, they're, they they keep looking at it and i'm it's just it's stymies me that sometimes somebody is looking at it that you that you don't know i, I just i don't know Anyway, so you've got a doctor. You've got an actual real doctor listening occasionally. Well, he's not a doctor. He's an administrator at the school. He's an administrator. So so Dave Etler, he has... So he started this podcast back in 2010. I mean, he's going almost nine years now. He has over 300 episodes. I don't know if he knows the exact number. You know, he said that he used to try to edit more and take out the ums and the ahs and whatever, but he tries to do very little editing. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Short Coat Podcast, and it's what they don't tell you about med school, but should. And so, I, I suppose if you're applying to medical school or in medical school, this is a really good podcast to listen to, right? And and it's fun, and it's like a, it's it's like a radio show with real students. He's sort of like the moderator host, you know, okay. like he is All the right. host. It's his thing, uh, because you know that they finish. At the med school, they finish and move on. So he must find a group of kids that can do it based on their schedule. I'm not really sure. I've listened to a couple of episodes. I've enjoyed it, but it's not my thing because I've never gone to med school, med, medical school and never planned to, and um, it wouldn't be something I would listen to regularly. So, But I just wanted to promote it, uh, the, short coat po- uh, the shortcoat.com, and it's the Short Coat Podcast. So if you happen yeah. to be listening and you have any nieces, nephews, cousins, friends, anyone that's applying to medical school or in medical school, recommend the podcast to them. Um, uh, and the other thing I told him is that, uh, you know, I don't know the next time I'll get to Iowa, but it could happen. And I talked about the possibility of uh, coming to Iowa to record our 200th episode. Yeah. So uh, cool. I, I, so I wonder, here's my question for you. Yes. Is uh, right now it is, um, sorry, one second. My cat 
is uh, standing on my Wacom tablet and putting all kinds of things on my computer, laying down on a Wacom tablet. It's like, and it's it's touch sensitive, and apparently uh, cat paws uh, work as on a touch sensitive pad. Wacom uh, is that something with an uh, with the iPad? Wacom no, no, tablet? Wacom tablet is it's like a drawing tablet, but it's oh, not okay. one with a screen, right? So it's right. it's uh, illustrators, designers have used it for years. It has like gotcha. a pen tool, and it mimics basically mimics the screen that you have, All and right. so so it's like you will point on the the thing they have some now that are actually like uh you know like a tablet with a screen on it now which are a lot more expensive but uh this was the go-to company for you know illustrators designers for years okay so i don't know how long it'll be around with the with moving toward touch screens um but so what is today's date is what the 22nd of september right so i guess my question is you know i just started a new job Mm-hmm. And Which is, uh, what, 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 uh, so you you got another gig with another, another gig, show. right? It's uh, it's it's an Alan, an Aaron Sorkin film. Aaron Sorkin, who wrote A Few Good Men, he wrote and di- created The West Wing, right? Okay. Wrote and directed that um, that Steve Jobs movie, you know. Social Network. He wrote the Social Network. So Aaron Sorkin, very pro- newsroom. He created that HBO with yes. uh, Jeff Daniels. Love he that. He yeah. has. He's written and he is directing something called the Trial, the Trial of the Chicago Seven. So that's like Abby Hoffman, 1968 election. Like they were just anti. Kind of. I, I mean, I don't really know a lot about it. I don't know if you do. Um, I really don't. So uh, it's Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, Seth Rogen, you know, Seth Rogen was in the Steve Jobs movie because that threw me. I'm like, why is he in this movie? Oh, yeah, right. right. He played Steve Wozniak in that movie. He has mm-hmm. done dramatic stuff. Uh, you've got um, Joseph Gordon Levitt, and you also have Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne was uh, in that uh, with Stephen Hawking. He played Stephen Hawking in that film. Okay. And he was also played like a woman, like a guy who became a woman, you know. Uh, but it's like a pretty good cast. And even like some of the, like, department heads like the dp that shot it this guy f- has, has shot he shot a lot of stuff uh really good stuff you know so i think a lot of people just want to work with aaron sorkin you know i'm sure y- yeah, y- you yeah. would imagine you and it seems like it's a, on the lower budget as far as movies go i don't think the money i don't know but they got their money and uh i just started on thursday and i'm driving the set decorator i don't know if you remember i was driving the set decorator back in april on jack ryan season yeah. two reshoot new york reshoots and so that job's a very different gig it's not like the hours i've been it's it's more likely going to be um rarely going to be over 14 15 hours uh and it'll probably be closer to 12 13 hours most days, days and this yeah. this guy that i'm driving he he has a he he has like a, a weekend house upstate and New York and, and a place in Manhattan and I think he likes to have a life. Yes, his job is you know, set decorator is the one that's you know, if if we're shooting a scene of, of your studio, my studio right now, and it's kind of this like split screen or cutting back and forth between it, like he, his department would be the one to choose the computer that's on the desk, the furniture, all the stuff that really, you know, tells the story of that location mm-hmm. right based on what the director and the production designer have chosen for the look and feel of that space right right, right like right. if if there were if there was clo- clothing dr- on the back of my chair but it wasn't something i was putting on that wouldn't be wardrobe that would be set dressing do you know what i mean right 
You know, it's 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 when it's so it's very specific. You know, like if right now I'm touching the mouse like I am, that might be a prop, not set dressing, right? The the responsibilities are different. But this guy, he's the one that's shopping and choosing all this stuff, and it's a period film. Like I think the guy did Crazy Rich Asians. He did Mindhunter season two. He was in Pittsburgh for like ten months. So like these are real good people with a lot of stuff. But it's a different gig for me. But it's pretty straightforward, pretty easy. I I just drive a uh, I drive a minivan. I I don't know what time I'm starting on Monday because I haven't worked for him long enough. But chances are I'll be picking him up at his Manhattan apartment sometime between 6.30 and 7, driving him to the New Jersey production office. It's a New Jersey job, having nothing to do with why I got on the job. Um, And uh, he'll probably have some meetings. And at some point he'll probably want to have me drive him and some of his people out to lunch. Mm -hmm. And then uh, back to the office, some more meetings. and then Or possibly some shopping or maybe I'll take one of his people that works for him who's a shopper and drive them around to shop you know and fill up the van so it's kind of good gig so the whole point of all that nonsense is do you think we're at episode 156 right correct so do you think that somehow between now I think the last day of my job is December 19th you think some sometime between now and like end of December like right around the right after Christmas we can get Forty-four more episodes. <laughs> you think that's possible? You think that's we can ramp it up? Anything's possible. And do yes. Jeremy do some crazy ass Jeremy Lopez shit? And do uh, do some sort of a uh, with, marathon without without ramping like without cheating without saying like instead of or the hour and five minutes you know 55 minutes to hour and 15 minute podcast that we normally do closer to usually an hour hour seven yes. right right. And we're not half as going like that's an episode twenty two minutes twenty two minutes we're done we're done we're done we're done that's another episode we're almost at two hundred um, no because because I mean, yeah I I I'll, I'll I can talk to you after we finish this one up I have an idea okay uh, but I'm not really good at executing ever <laughs> but I will put it out there and then maybe collectively because I, I was talking to Dave Etler host of the Short Coat podcast I'd be like it'd be great I might actually get out there that's my plan is to do this. I have some ideas. You'll, you'll be flush with cash by then. Well, I will not be flush with cash, but I will. I will be doing <laughs> okay. I will figure out a way not to buy that Peloton bike because <laughs> I won't. If I start buying twenty five hundred dollars to, if I spend twenty five hundred dollars on an exercise bike, um, I'm not going to have much money or pay off any of my debt and all that jazz. And I don't want to talk about it right now. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. I don't know. How do? What do you think? What do you think? I'm, I'm open to. I'm open to that. Yes. Okay. So let's. Let's figure yeah, it out. Yeah, he's like, well, you, you know, if you come here, you have a place to stay. I was like, cool. I actually have an idea. I have an idea. Yeah, cool. So I, I don't that know. Sounds, so, sounds cool. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I like the idea. I do. Uh, and he's, he's his his uh, podcast and ours actually are a part of, uh, there is an Iowa podcast network. There is a website and everything. I don't know. It's probably iowapodcastnetwork.com, although um, I'm not 100% sure. That, that was put together uh, by Michelle Guild is her name. And she's got her own podcast, which I should, uh, shoot, I should know the name of that. But uh, anyway. She just recently, uh, I follow her stuff on, on uh, social media, and she's uh, recently uh, started dating uh, a, a guy that looks like Jesus, and he's um, he's a vegan guy. And oh, yeah, so, I, f- I follow him as well. Yeah. I follow her. I don't follow him. Yeah, you know, I know. She's got the garbage kitchen. Garbage kitchen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, yes. I, I, I remember things. I haven't listened yes. to it, but I remember things. Yeah, I like I her Instagram. She's uh, quirky, and I don't know. Uh, 
I, I, she seems to have a good Iowa Podcast Network. I see that content made right. So uh, her business model is promoting her own, right? Sure. And then she's got a blog. It's a cute little uh, landing page there. If you check it out, there are these uh, alien characters. It, it is content made right. I wonder. Uh, she's got a podcast show, Breaking In. I'm Super Stoked Podcast, No Sleep. Huh. I don't I know. If she could do her show live from this new farm store, farm store that I'm going to. We could do uh, podcasting from the farm store because they say if if you know if if it's not here, you don't need it. But um, wait a second, I, this is not her though. She's or if in it there is somewhere, maybe I don't know. I know she she. Are you sure that she's Iowa Podcast, Podcast Network? I was I was under the impression. Let me go look at her again here, so I I'd have an easier time trying to look it up through. Well, yeah, my phone's uh, updating through, to. Through yeah, she's got something uh, to do with it, or she 13. did. Maybe she's changed. I don't, now, now that you mention it, I remember something about there was something with that that changed. I know oh, she wait, was involved. Iowa, in Iowa Podcast Network, where podcasts meet, learn, and grow about the network. Let's grow together. Contact us. Blah blah blah. Iowa Podcast Network. Let me check the Instagram. She, she, uh, Iowa Podcast Network has uh, our logo here as one of their most recent posts. Cool, uh, but I don't know the date of that. Uh, that th- no, that was like a while ago. They haven't All posted right. anything in a while. I mean, All this right, was so she took over something. Maybe she's turned this into something else. Because um, I know she's got she's doing something. I should be better at this. Should before I before I no, spoke it's fine. Up, it's fine. And before I spoke up, I should have and. Um, let me look her up on Twitter just to see what she's got links to there. Uh, like you said, it's garbage. Kitchen. Garbage. That's garbage. Right. I'm having a problem trying to find that now, too. Shows. Is- so, shows. There are... Uh, her, her show is part of it. It's the Audible Farm podcast. Gar- Welcome to Garbage Kitchen. Two in the Bush, a podcast. Uh, Roadways. She threw us in there. Um, welcome to my show is what her thing is on. Welcome to my show, one woman comedy. Podcast. Welcome to my show. It is welcome to my show. But why do I think Garbage Kitchen is her Instagram username? Oh, that's that's right. what it is. That's what it is. I, w- I knew I wasn't making that up. That's not yeah, her yeah, podcast. Yeah, it was whatever. the same thing. I have actually listened to her show a couple times. You, you, yeah, you told me that. I just want to know what the hell content made right is. Um, I don't know either. Because that's part Iowa podcast is the hashtag. I don't know how I found that. I don't know the Google. Creator it doesn't matter. Iowa says she's the creator of Iowa podcasts. Huh. Okay. And then I clicked on that and went to Iowa Podcast Network. All right. So she's got something to do with that. So you should check out. She yeah. She I think. Well, I think the reality with stuff. with a lot of us that do this is that we have um, jobs, lives, and we may start something and then eh, maybe that two hundredth episode where I go to Iowa never happens. I don't know yeah. why I use that voice. Um, huh. All right. Well, I, I, I'll let you know if I'm going to. I'm not moving to Iowa anytime soon, but I'll, I'll, I'll definitely visit. I would like to visit. Um, and, and Iowa uh, would love to have you. I, <laughs> I, You know what? I hope that they would uh, roll out the hay for me. The hay you would know, be here. It's in, in just a big spades. We've got a lot of, and, we've got a lot of hay. We've got big Maybe go stores. to a, uh, a formal, not so formal event. I was just looking at the at the information about this farm store. Do you know this place? It's two hundred thousand square feet, which is an average Best Buy is about fifty thousand square feet. This place is like four Best Buys underneath one roof, and it's all farm shit. 
which I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what all that's going to be. I, 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 it's a little bit of everything, apparently. So, yeah, they'll probably have. I'll probably go in there, and there's going to be somebody on an exercise bike, and it's going to be instead of the Peloton bike, it's going to be like John Deere or some sort of brand like that. Well, well, it will be the John Deere tractor experience of some sort, or uh, it's not really a workout. I mean, you know, well, they they work out. Farmers work out, don't they? Well, oh, absolutely. I mean, you move a lot. You're you're on your feet for many many hours. You're lifting hay and bales of hay and all kinds of shit. Literally shoveling shit. You know, it's a job. Yeah, plenty of that. Plenty of that yeah. for sure. They're getting their steps in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. That's one other thing, man. Them farmers. I'm on the farmers workout. Um, the by the way, Peloton is uh, they're launching a new thing. It's a Peloton Pet. Uh, it's uh, it's only fifteen hundred dollars, and uh, but it's for your 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 cats, your dogs. For it's like a little treadmill for the cats and dogs. Mini. It's great. You know, is that it's legit? Like really? Yeah, Peloton Pet. It's oh, shit. Yeah, kill it. It's like no, you know your you no, know your life is no. spun out of control if you're buying no, a fifteen hundred dollar no. fucking. No, there's there's oh. no Peloton Pet. Oh. But I, I I did want I wanted to either I did want to mock something up and do something. I made this joke <laughs> the other day. Um, I don't know. I brought up Peloton and and uh, at work and uh, and I said it and people believed me and I'm like if people be- because it's such a high end product you'd be like you know what that could be a real thing. I would love to post something like that just to see the reactions of people. Right? No no like onion yeah. or parody thing. Just put it out in the world. I mean, I think it would be a great thing for them to do on like uh, April Fool's Day. You know. Well, I, I don't know if I talked to, to you about the. Did I mention I was at the Yeti uh, headquarters in in Austin? Um, Yeti, the the you know high end uh, beverage cooling. Uh, yes, you told me. Yes. Yes. All right. So Yeti has a dog bowl. They're legit. Seriously, they have. They, you can buy a Yeti dog bowl, a dog dish, an insulated uh, dog dish, and uh, it's uh, I think it's sixty bucks. Um, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, why does your dog need perfectly chilled water, or is there anybody that's heating their dog food? And putting it in a bowl and waiting, knowing that the dog is always going to have warm dog food or cool, chilled water. I, I don't. It just seemed. I was looking at that, going, "This is, you know, the dog doesn't give a shit. The, the dog does not care about the Yeti, the, the Yeti dog dish. The dog just wants to drink water. It doesn't care what, what it's coming out of." Are your cats are your cats indoor or outdoor cats? I don't have cats. I, I thought you I, did for some no, reason. You're the cat. Uh, guy. You posted a picture. I'm not a cat guy. Don't say that. Oh, the a, cats. Oh, I did. You're right. Okay. <laughs> oh, whose cats were those? Was it so? Um, Friday we went to we went. Uh, God, this was bizarre. So um, I had uh, heard of this place. There, there's a a, 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 a restaurant called um, uh, in Eastern Iowa, out in the middle of of the nowhere in the country. You've got you've got to drive a long ways to get this place it's uh, called bluff lake uh catfish farm and you uh really have to have gps i think or or a, a map ahead of time to know where you're going because the place is difficult to find and uh, so we went to this uh, bluff lake catfish farm and when we got there you uh, give them your name and uh you had the, like an hour waiting thing you, you know a bunch of old there's a bunch of old farmers uh, that were waiting around there. There's, uh, I'm saying everybody there was old, but um, there's there's a lot of old farmers in Iowa. Um, so it, you have to, if the weather's nice, you can go sit outside and look at their little lake where they the catfish that you eventually end up eating, I guess, come out of this lake. Uh, they do, uh, they I think they farm raise the catfish there. Uh, so anyway, 
they were, there was for whatever reason they had a bunch of cats there and so that the thing that i posted was uh that i walked around the corner and there were like eight cats eating cat food and uh, it just kind of intrigued me that all these cats were there eating so i shot took a little shot of the cats but not my cats they were friendly cats i was i was nice to the cats i uh i had a little conversation with one of the cats but for the most part it just wanted to eat its food and wanted me to leave it leave it the fuck alone just stay away from me but uh, yeah not my cats dogs uh, rabbits chickens dogs rabbits chickens that's all we've got on the place right now okay. all right so you've never have you ever had a cat I had a cat for a, one cat uh, I, I had for a long time that uh, uh, eventually uh, disappeared uh, after, uh, I'd, and I'd had it for like nine years. It was a, it was a, a mysterious disappearance. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, I realized I fucking hated cats. <laughs> yeah. No, this cat, the cat I had, I never had a cat box for this cat. In okay, so that's why, this is why I brought it up, because it, it's, it relates back to the expensive Yeti bowl. Yeti bowl, okay. So okay, so, so you didn't have a cat litter box? Did not, it, this, yeah, this It was cat an indoor-outdoor cat? The cat preferred to go outside. You could let it. Uh, you could mm-hmm. open up the open up the door, and the cat would go outside, mm-hmm. and then um, would be scratching at the door. Literally five minutes later, and you open the door, and the cat com- came back in. Generally, until that last time, and then it was uh, I don't know. My my two cats, brothers, whatever. They've been um, I got them just around six years ago. They're about six years old, uh, and. They lived with me when I lived in Red Bank, but they started out here in the pool house for the first couple of weeks, and then I moved out. And they were indoor cats for a while. I eventually let them become indoor-outdoor cats. Then I favored indoor. Came back here a year and a half ago to the the house, to my ex-wife's house, and moved into the pool house. They're back here now. And my ex-wife decided to make them outdoor cats, so now they're indoor-outdoor cats. And uh, they seem to favor going to the bathroom outside. Like, because when I come home after a week, I have my kids. I'm like, make sure the cats have food and water. You know, I try to fill a big, you know, bowl. Because they're not the kind of cats that will eat everything in one day. They'll Mm -hmm. pace themselves. You know, some cats, uh, especially dogs, too, they'll eat everything. They just, right, 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 right. Oh, more. So I don't think my cats are like that, but I'm not monitoring during the week because I'm not here. So I, uh, I have, uh, I do have cat litter boxes, and I have a cat litter box that is designed by a friend of mine, and it's called the Mod Cat. That's the name of their design company too. They do other things, and uh, they did this a long time ago, and I think they started with a Kickstarter. Now I see that the more expensive one is probably in the hundred dollar range. No, I think it's about eighty dollars now. But it was a point. I think it was like one something, you know. So uh, it's uh, just mod cat k a t m o d k a t dot com, and uh, they they have a newer one, and it's a top loading one that has holes in it. So like when the the cat will go inside, climb up. It's it's probably not good for older older cats where it will jump onto the top climb in and they have privacy mm-hmm. and kind of do their thing and then when they come out the top there are these like holes like cut into the plastic cover and that way at least they can get some of the cat litter onto back in you know what i mean like it's not going to be trailed all over the place because a lot sure. of times when you have a cat litter box if you put the cat litter box finding a place for it, it's kind of disgusting it's a shit box in your house it's a shit box in your house That's but true. the cats are really they're really particular 
about like covering that shit up and being like, oh god, this is fucking gross. Oh man, you know, everybody poops, but I wish we didn't. You know, <laughs> it's like I've heard them say that actually. Uh, so anyway, yeah, but but they designed this thing. They won awards for it. You know, and I'm not saying they were the first ones to rethink, redesign a cat litter box. They have one, two. They have a tray. They've got the flip, the mod cat. One, two, three, four, f- I think four of them now. And they design other stuff, too. But uh, there is a market for these higher end. And the way I look at it is, like, rather than spending $20, $30, $40 for shitty cat litter boxes that break, why not spend the extra money and get one that's going to last you years and be a lot better, look better in your home? And also, because if you looked at it, you wouldn't go like, oh, that's a cat litter box. You know, um, same thing like when I got the Vitamix, the Vitamix was five, six hundred dollars mm-hmm. and probably six hundred, but paid five hundred because of the Bed Bath and Beyond 20 percent coupon that I'm obsessed with, you know. Um, and and it was like, you know, my ex-wife had uh, blenders that would constantly break. So how many times do you have to spend 40, 50, 70, 80 dollars on a blender like a Hamilton Beach or whatever it is that breaks? As opposed to the one that has like the five or seven year warranty and works really well. It depends on how much you use it, but she would use it every day. I mean, so I think, and and the cat litter box, they use it every day, you know. Uh, So, so there's that. And by the way, I want to let you know that the Yeti here, it's the, it's, it's $49.99. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Boomer 8 Dog Bowl. Meet Boomer, a Yeti dog bowl designed to be a dependable, to be as dependable and adventurous as your best friend. Holds eight cups of refreshing water and tasty treats. Uh, and you, what built with do? double wall, non-insulated, yeah. stainless steel, making it incredibly durable, easy to clean, and resistant to rust and rough housing. I think if, uh, if yeah. you, well, maybe the rust and r- the rough housing, there's some dogs that chew shit up. That's that's true. You get a big dog, they just mm-hmm, like to destroy mm-hmm. stuff. That that may be a selling point, but my fear would be that I would put something in there at a certain temperature and then the dog would become accustomed to that temperature and the only time it would ever want to consume anything is if it were at the perfect temperature and then I would turn mm-hmm. into some of these people that go like, oh my God, the dog water is too warm. I can't. No, I mean, it looks like it has a good, a good, um, design and you know how like uh, a a dog like a a tin dog bowl or whatever they make it out of is very thin around the end this one is symmetrical it's it's it does look like it's a little bit better because those things makes good shit yeah, yeah, he makes great shit. They, they, you know, they make those those coolers that are bear proof that you know, a bear can't get into. Uh, at least, well, not without. Um, I think they have some sort of a timer. I was, I was, I don't, I went to the Yeti headquarters, uh, the their main facility where they started in Austin, Texas, uh, a couple weeks ago or whenever, whenever I was down there, and. Uh, I, I was impressed. I, I saw this thing about the the, the the coolers with the with the bears, and um, they they have a there's actually some sort of a time limit, but they give a, they give an actual grizzly bear one of their coolers and say then they've got like meat in there, and the bear is hungry and it really fucking wants to get into the Eddie cooler and it can't get in the you know, it just it takes it quite a while. To why do people butt, why 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 do people and companies fuck with bears? What the <laughs> fuck? Like seriously, why are people assholes? I mean, I understand they're trying to prove a point, but we're going to use this bear to prove a point. Well, I would if it were. I as I was watching it, I had this thought. I, I was like, okay, if I'm I'm at a location and there are bears in this location, and okay, they say don't feed the bears if the food is there and the bear can get the food. This is 
a problem. I understand all of that, but at some point, there's there's a logical decision made, I think, by the bear, where the bear is trying to get in the cooler, and at some point it goes, God damn it, I can't get in this fucking thing, and then it starts looking around for something else to eat, and uh, that might be me. And so I would prefer maybe that the Yeti cooler um, have some sort of an option there that the bear uh-huh. can possibly uh-huh. get to whatever food is in there, and I can get the fuck out of there. Maybe it, I don't know, or it explodes and kills the bear. I don't well, know. I I, uh, <laughs> I found a video here yeah. from 2009 uh, from Yeti. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, the title was I think uh, Yeti Bear vs Cooler, and uh, bear resistant container courtesy is. And then there's a guy in a warehouse uh, with a Yeti cooler baseball cap. And uh, it's a two-minute video. And so it's a Yeti Tundra 45-quart uh, cooler. And there are these two bears fighting and splashing around. So now they're in – It's these are not bears in the wild. So they're – Test bears. <laughs> so they're the test bears. There they are, the test bears. And it is – They're <laughs> They're like these basic, basic yeah. ass bears that have been shopping at Target. Yo, and shit. And these, these some basic, yeah, these some basic bitch bears. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, I know a bear that could get into this Yeti cooler. Yo, Yogi bear, because Yogi he's would get smarter right in. Hey. than the average bear. Picking a basket. Hey, hey boo boo. <laughs> I don't even remember the fight. What was the guy? What was the ranger ranger's name? It wasn't Ranger Rick? Do you know? I don't know. I don't even know the ranger's name. Yeah. I should. I should. I even saw the. I think I saw the live action version. Really? I didn't know there was a live action. Yeah. Version. That. Well, your kids are similar age to mine. That had that came they out. Are, when, yeah. 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 I guess. Who the hell, yeah, I don't yeah, even remember right. who was in that. Who was in that movie? Yogi Bear. Um, live action. A lot of these Seth, live action. Seth Rogen. <laughs> no, I, I I can't remember who was the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I vaguely remember that it was that it you know that there was such a thing, but I don't even remember who was in it. Uh, Cast: uh, Tom Cavanaugh, Ranger Smith, Anna Faris was Anna a Ferris. nature documentary. T.J. Miller as Ranger Jones. Let's see, that makes Andrew sense. Andrew Mayor. Who was the voice? Voice cast: uh, Dan Aykroyd was Yogi Bear. Was he Just, really? Justin Timberlake was Boo Boo Bear. And uh, huh, and then Aykroyd Josh was just on yeah. Rogan. Uh, like was he really? Yeah, and uh, huh. it was a strange interview because Dan Aykroyd is really uh, pretty. Well, he's he's man, he can talk a mile a minute. I mean, he just he's really on top of whatever it is that he's talking about. He just, Wait, he, I mean, is he he's like residual coke from the seventies and eighties. He's. <laughs> I, I I got the I got the impression listening to the guy that I don't think there was a lot of that in his life. I think he no? saw, saw I think he saw a, a lot of that obviously because he was hanging around Belushi. But um, I, I think he was a, a little smarter than that maybe. But um, well, he was Yogi Bear. He's smarter than the average yeah. SNL cast member. But I can tell you, man, he can he can he can just rattle off whatever it is that he's 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 talking about, and he just keeps going and going and going because they did a it's like a two and a half hour interview, and and the guy hardly slowed down. Does doesn't but he have a, a, a vodka brand in the skull? Does. Yes, yes, he does. And it sounds like he's got a, a lot of other uh, business interest stuff that, that he's into, and he's trying to push that. But the thing that he really was obsessed with talking about the most part was uh, aliens. He's, uh, he's What? Su- yes, he's super into uh, aliens uh, and uh, that sort of thing. Um, just any sort of conspiracy, alien, Bigfoot, blah blah blah. Um, he's that kind of stuff. He's he's really he, he knows facts and figures about um, 
sightings and who the people were and how it was investigated and um, which ones he thinks are credible and which ones aren't. And uh, yeah, he was, uh, well, it was, it was, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really going on for a while. I thought he was going to talk about that and then they were going to get on to another subject, but he, he kind of stayed with that for a long time, a long, long time. But uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, kind of surprising. So I don't know. I, as far as when people start talking about the alien thing, I just uh, I, I, it's not that I don't necessarily think that there are aliens uh, or alien sightings, but I think most of it's bullshit. And, and um, I'm just uh, I, I get pretty bored with um, with in depth. Uh, sure, sure. I'm I'm with you on that. I I don't go deep on it. I am like all right. I believe there's it's within the realm of possibility. There's intelligent yeah. life elsewhere. Right. in this universe right uh do i want to go down some sort of rabbit hole about it and worry about it or think about no not really yeah. you know yeah. and and it's sort of like you know i'm an ag definitely and i won't call myself an atheist but i'm agnostic right I, but i don't want to ever get to a point in my life where it's like uh the clock is ticking i have another stroke i'm getting older and i start to find god and start praying you know what i mean like i don't want i don't expect like if 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 the aliens come down right in those fucking like close encounter shit but they're evil fucking aliens like you know the fourth of july whatever the fuck what was that movie called independence day and i'm like i'm like i'm not gonna be like oh man i'm now's the time man i've all always believed in you guys man i'm with you i'm with the aliens yo fuck these human beings i'm with you no let's go let's go i ain't stupid i don't know why i'm talking like this but i don't know how i'm going to talk to the aliens when they come but uh i'm not i don't want to turn my tune like it was just one of those things but like i just it's not it doesn't affect my daily life aren't you going um, to talk to them like aliens talk <laughs> i am um, I take. I am your leader. I was like. By the way, if the aliens were to come down right now, at no point would they say, "Take me to your leader." They'd be like, "Make make sure that you. We are nowhere around your leader. Okay. We don't want to investigate that guy. We don't want to give him an anal probe. We just. What can we do to eradicate your leader? Even we're not. You know. You guys think this is great? Um, yeah, I don't think that's a thing. Um. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe he is an alien. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.